Tiflis, Georgia. I'm here at the Museum of Modern Art, which is in one of the key streets in Tiflis. And I do have today the pleasure to be here with Luca Lazar, who is a well-known artist. And I'm walking with him here um, through his current exhibition in the museum. So Luca, what is the name of the exhibition here? Uh, exhibition is named 81-21. It means from 1981 to 2021. It uh, sounds kind of like a retrospective, but it's still not retrospective because in between I have made some several other uh, directions in my art. So it was only possibility what we could uh, collect here in Georgia. So that's why we call from 81 to 21. I have spoken to our common friend Gela this morning and yep. he is working between the south of France and Georgia. How about you? Do you mainly work here from and in Georgia? Actually I work everywhere where I go. I used to work in France, in Germany, in Netherlands. So currently I'm working in the US. Since one and a half year I'm stuck because of Corona in Georgia, in Tbilisi. And I create some new work even here in Tbilisi. So you have an atelier, you have an art place to work? Uh, yes, I do. But uh, I don't really need uh, atelier because I'm working everywhere in any condition. So I can work outside, indoor, outdoor. What do you need to work artistically? I mean, when I look around, and we just have started with your earlier period on the left side in 1984, and we were just talking about a painting that is called Boredom, and I've seen that it was done in oil colors on canvas. So what kind of material do you usually work with? Any material, I never limit myself because of material. I can do sculptures, I can do installations, I can work with the sounds, video art. I'm working with acrylic, I'm working with industrial acrylic painting. I'm Actually, I don't work anymore with oil painting because they stink too much. Yeah. And so I'm, I feel free. If I have idea, I always try the different uh, material and uh, possibilities to impress, express my, my feeling and my ideas. Gela is mainly working, at least he is known, as he said himself, in Monaco in the south of France as a dog painter. How do you think your collectors would describe you, what you are known for? I don't know, actually, uh, right now I consider myself as a minimalist uh, artist. I'm making mostly the minimal abstracts. But uh, actually I have like two ways divided my, my career, my art. One is spiritual, where I'm trying to uh, make my feelings through paintings. And then I have another intellectual message where I'm mostly uh, applying the installations, objects, because there I have more possibilities to, to, uh, to, to, to put out the, my thoughts 
I can use the picture, I can use the sound, I can use the, the entire uh, environment where we are. So, mm -hmm. I is. like that approach. So you have two pillars. The one where you go, what I understood right now, more in the flow, you let it just go. And the other one where you say you're intellectualized, which means maybe even that your mind is more in that work. I don't know what that means, but uh, probably... <laughs> It's then better say no. <laughs> When it comes to what you said, like the intellectual work, what is the message behind? Do you have a political message, a message for society, some criticism even? How, how would you describe that part of your work? Actually, uh, my main interest is a social issue. This contains the, the political human behavior, human, uh, uh, actually, things I don't like. I'm criticizing mostly, then uh, I'm trying to show something. For me, for example, I'm criticizing the political moment, I'm uh, criticizing the people's, uh, the not really pleasant side of being, and uh, so and so. Do you have an example for us? Yeah, on which in, you this were in this exhibition now we will have some uh, kind of works which mm -hmm. exactly uh, talks about what I am trying to say. Actually, for me, uh, the language, the art language is kind of like language for communication. And sometimes in my artwork I can describe it much better than if I try to say with words. Mm -hmm. Because the, when I am doing the, my artwork, I'm thinking about that and in, during the process, it uh, establishes and develops the better way. And when you are saying something, the verbal, it's always kind of like difficulties because our mind is made so that oh, while I'm speaking, same time I'm getting another ideas and then another ideas and so if we keep talking, every time will be some new and some new uh, ideas will come. But in artwork, you see already the complete idea, what, you, what I wanted to say. It's nothing comes on top. For me, it's like when I see an artwork and I'm looking to one of your paintings there where is the naked woman lying and it's lighted by maybe even some morning it's reversed. light. Naked man mm. is lying and woman standing on balcony dressed fully. So the mind is focusing. Of course, when you have an artwork, your mind is focused. It's busy with something. So then it stops maybe thinking about open aspects in life. It goes back to what it can see and tries to digest it. Uh, this is what you see and probably what, what uh, the people would see. Let's walk over to that, if you okay, don't mind. Let's see the painting, it's called The Morning. And every morning for every people start with their own way. For some, it's morning is very lazy morning, for some it's very productive, and uh, actually morning is always something like a new beginning. And uh, this is about that. So what I can see is a beautiful bed. I would even say it's in the southern part of the world, in southern Europe. Yeah. Mm. But maybe even here in Georgia. Hmm? Yeah, I do not know so have. much about Tiflis, but for me it could be also like some place in Nice or... Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's urban for me, what I can see. Yeah, I can see out of the window, but there I would see there is a wall or something where it's go deeper. Then I can see the carpet, it's blue and it's red, it's striped. And I can see a naked body. I can see it from the back because the woman, for me it's a woman, she's lying on the bed. And she seems to be like relaxed, but at the same time ready to get up. Yes, you are right. <laughs> but maybe not, it's just my maybe way of interpretation. Not. Because the painting, this is uh, some process what needs also your imagination. And uh, actually this is a way to which leads us to abstract uh, way of describing the situation. And this is the one of the, the, the bridge between figurative and abstract painting. And I'm trying here to uh, pay attention more about uh, decorations, about the feelings in a painting, more than about storytelling, what is going on. Which I would say, if I can come in, it's about the fluent way how you, how you, how you drew that painting. You can see like the bat, the cover of the bat with the white stripes there, it's, it's, it's done. And you can see that it is, was done with action in a flow. So it's not a kind of realistic uh, painting where you can see it's, it has been photographed or it's, um, it's somehow um, taken from a photography. It's rather like done in a certain moment of flow. This is at least how it um, looks to me. How long did it take you to, to, to make that painting? Uh, that's also kind of... Uh difficult to say exactly because the expressive painting it's uh, difficult to measure with time it is a uh, uh, feeling which comes through this painting and sometimes you can do something very quickly, very roughly very easy way sometimes you need some struggle to uh, reach some goal you have in the painting so to measure with time, I don't know, because uh, in a sport maybe you can put the timer and you can see in a certain time how much distance you have done, but in a painting, I don't know exactly. Sometimes things happening immediately and sometimes it takes uh, longer. That reminds me of what apparently um, Pablo Picasso said once when he was asked about a small drawing. It was a bird and he said, Oh, it took me my whole lifetime. Yeah, absolutely right, because uh, your daily practice makes your hand work and to understand your mind what you want to do. And uh, sometimes you can make one little drawing, which maybe takes a few seconds, but to get that point, to, to express yourself in a few seconds, you need, I don't know, a couple of years to masterizing your movement, your thoughts, and to make you more uh, truly feel your, your, your ideas. How does it come that art plays such an important role in your life, Luca? What I, was the key event that happened to you? I don't know. As I know, when I was a little child, before I started to talk and to walk, my the main toy was pencil. 
and I always loved to make drawings. And uh, as a child, I was mostly sick, ill, laying in a bed every time I had fever or something. And uh, kind of like my punishment to be stay in a home, I was uh, entertaining myself with drawings. So, as I remember myself, I was always drawing. To what extent was it important for you that your parents encouraged you and your artistic career? Uh, I would not say anybody encouraged me for anything. It was just my own own good to, to draw because this was only only way I loved to do. And my parents, they had always given me to pencils and papers. My father used to be architect. And every time when he had, they are working uh, uh, projects. Uh, that time, I remember, in one side it was printed on a red or blue paper, and back side was always white. And after my father was bringing all these papers at home, and uh, I was turning this project and I was always drawing in the backside. So. Do you have siblings? And if so, what are they doing in their life? Uh, I have a sister. She, uh, she was uh, studying in conservatory the, the piano. Later she became a piano teacher. Right now she is a retired piano player. So that was uh, our home story. My sister was playing piano and I was making drawing. Do you have an artist in mind where you said he really influenced me or even an artistic person who you say you are still looking upon where you say this is the kind of person I am orientating myself towards? Actually, I have a lot of uh, artists. I think they made also influence on my development. For me, it will be very difficult to name anyone because uh, all are great who create something because the creation, this is the process from nowhere. You have to create something to make people believe what they see. Uh, and uh, so, as I say, it's very difficult to say any artist's name because depends of my period and uh, depends of my, my point of interest. Every time was some certain artist who was very important that time. For example, from my early ages, I was uh, very interesting with uh, Matisse, with Picasso. Even I was uh, the ancient uh, Greek drawings or Persian uh, miniature or, or many, many different. Depends which time I was and what I wanted to learn, I would say so. You, you touched a very important subject, I think, when it comes to the artistic work. Where are ideas coming from? I mean, ideally, every artist claims to say it came from nothing. It was inspiration. It just hit me. It was coming in the idea and I developed it. This might be one truth, but the other one might be you're walking around, you're absorbing unconsciously and consciously. So you're getting what is out in the world. And sometimes it only needs to 
amend something a tiny bit and then maybe it's already a new idea. So where do you think are your ideas coming from and where do you get your inspiration from? Yeah, that's exactly uh, right how you describe because it's uh, actually I never know where from comes from the, my ideas. My ideas actually is what I am taking everything around me. It after goes down deep, they find some their own space and after some time they coming up and consciously or unconsciously while working i'm realizing that something comes from from back memory for example uh, when i started in my new new series of paintings which i was calling the moving stills then i started to uh, see these some feelings which i had back in my childhood they were coming out and uh, making uh, the, these how to how to say the feelings which I had in a childhood and I was not able to, to put on paper later on they started to come by themselves and they started to find themselves the place there um, mostly I'm, I would say that my work is uh, Round, round me what I have seen, what I have experienced, and uh, some feelings what I had. For example, if I was scared of something, or if I was fascinated with something, or if I uh, just noticed just for a few seconds, and then later on they came out somehow with a change form, which I am using for my ideas for my painting. Mostly my, my painting right now, it uh, represents kind of a rhythm, rhythm, kind of like a structure, the kind of like uh, numbers. For example, if you imagine standing somewhere in a field and pouring rain, so you are getting wet, but how you feel that, how you see this rain falling down, or for example, when you see the snowing, or if you driving by car and looking from window, how passing by very quickly, some something, uh, trees, uh, streets, cars, people, or if you looking in distance, the city, what you feel, not only what you see, what you feel, how is feeling. I remember when I was very little, I went in a uh, Take the call, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. So, I will pause and get Hello. back. Oh, good. So, we were about the inspiration and where you get the ideas. So, sorry for this phone call. No worries. Uh, and uh, these ideas are all uh, the, my feelings, what I had. In my paintings, I'm always trying to uh, show the feelings, what I am feeling with certain things. As I was saying, for example, when you look at city from distance, you see the buildings, but 
instead of seeing build, buildings also you see some of this uh, majority of numbers, the, the structures and this everything and this, this is what I am trying to uh, interpret in my painting, the feelings. And I would even say, because now I'm looking a bit further in the exhibition, let's walk over here. There is an installation, it's a video installation, and it makes me a bit like smile, because it seems to be like, I can just see the wall of a, of a brick house, now it's you coming, um, and I can see that people are from the inside, <laughs> from the inside, they are building and closing a window with bricks, they are completing, they are, how to say, they are closing the window from internal, perspective with some pricks? Actually, this is very funny, very sad, and very actual, uh, uh, the problem what we are facing in uh, Georgia. The, 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 the title of this uh, performance exhibition, it was from Perestroika until recent days. I remember before the Perestroika was happening, the people always uh, gathering together and they were talking that if Georgia will be independent, we would be like Switzerland or like a little Paris and we will be like a paradise and we will be like the diamond on the globe. And uh, then later on it really happened, this perestroika. But instead of getting this uh, second Switzerland or uh, second small Paris, the Georgia became more isolated. They had uh, the uh, civil war. They had after a lot of difficulties to survive. And in end, when uh, the symbolically the uh, Berlin Wall was taken down in uh, Georgia, People started to build the wall and they try to isolate themselves from, from global life. And uh, so the people who are coming there, the, the, the exhibition was advertised as a, to, to come and to see how Georgia developed themselves from the day of perestroika until today and what big move happened in a country and what was our achievement. And when people came there, it was uh, like greetings words, which I read. Uh, and the later on, exhibition was open. And then people, they went, they opened the door and they saw that it was a brick wall standing. Mm. So nowhere to go. And people was kind of disappointed and people was kind of like insulted that they were saying, oh, we came an exhibition to see this all this way of development where we see nothing. And this is exactly what really here happened. Nothing happened. During the 30 years, country had no, no, any, any, I don't know, development happened here. So what you, what you speak out, maybe let me just make one turn. This is why I was a bit laughing because at the end of the video I can see your humor in there because the last brick didn't fit in and it fell out and it fell out and it pushed, was pushed in until it really sticks in there. So this is why I was having this little laugh because despite its seriousness of the topic you just described, you put in some humor so people felt emotionally also in a positive way when watching that video, I would say. Might I come back to 
one question. Listening to you shows how much you're aware of the current situation, that you have a critical view on what is currently going on politic-wise. To what extent is it possible to express your criticism here in Georgia? Is it, it used to be a part of the Soviet Union, is it currently you as an artist who is having a political opinion? Do you feel that you have some limits to express yourself? Or would you say, I can do whatever I want to say and I can put it out in public? You know, when you want to, let's say, you have a child and you want that your child will grow very healthy, very knowledgeable for everything, and your effort to teach your child to explain everything. Uh, beside that, your child would listen or would not listen. You will not give up and you will still continue to, to correct and educate this child. This is exactly the same, you know, if I see something is does not going in right way and I'm trying to tell them that uh, let's come and change things to, to have better life and better future to ourselves and to our coming generation, you will not give up and you will keep saying and keep saying until, I don't know, it will change or not, your obligation to help someone to open the eyes. It's Yeah. Maybe one last question I do have, and I'm very thankful for the conversation, Luca. It's very, very interesting. I think I could talk with you for much longer, and I do hope we do that. Um, where, where are your collectors coming from? Who's, who's buying your art? I, I don't know where collectors are coming from, because sometimes I'm selling paintings, sometimes I'm selling videos, sometimes I'm selling, I don't know, who buys what. But uh, for me, it's not important who buys and who takes. For me, it's important that uh, I will do my art because this is my way of living. And uh, beside that, somebody will buy or not buy. It would not stop me because this is my way of living. It is my way of breathing. And uh, like fish, you know, fish is in a water. If you take out of water, fish still tries to breathe, but it dries and dies. So uh, I think the artists are so too. It does not matter. You are selling or not selling, or people are interested in your art, or you are, they are not interested in your art. The most important is that you are very truly trustful what you are doing, and you are not giving up. It does not matter what happens. Luca, thank you so much for this very spontaneous conversation. You had no idea what happened here. You just had the idea of showing a friend of yours around in your exhibition. I thank you so much. You are very, very welcome. <laughs> and my dear listeners, subscribe, review and um, share. And I will, of course, share also information that is um, important to know about Luca so you can find out more about him. Thank you so much. Yeah, welcome.